What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid, the 48 Minutes College Basketball Podcast. I am Tim Daniel. Uh, this week, myself and Taylor Bergfeld, we go through the American Athletic Conference and the Big Ten. We're going to talk about our thoughts for each team uh, as much as we can. The bottom of these conferences is pretty rough, but we're going to highlight some incoming players for each team. We're going to highlight some returning players. And then you're going to hear us pick how we feel like each conference is going to go pan out. So without further ado, this is this week's at-large bid. Hope you all enjoy. My guy TB in the building. What up? What up? I got you here on the night Kobe White is making his NBA debut. Rookie so. of the year, 2020 rookie of the year. I 19. was pretty blown away when I went to uh, Indiana and saw him playing that preseason game. I know it's preseason, but he yep. was. I mean, it people. Up. I I read all right now. People are on him for not being like a pass, like not a pass first point guard, but his assist numbers are down, but like his rebound numbers are high. Like yeah, he had he, eight rebounds. That I day. mean, when he gets going, it's tough because like he's a volume shooter and. My favorite thing about him is that pull-up. He can go from, like, full speed to right up on the elbow, pull-up jumper right in the defender's eye. And there's not you can't stop. You can't stop him when he gets like that. So. No, I think what really blew me away in my first little glimpses of him, I mean, obviously I watched him at Carolina, but catch-and-shoot three-ball yeah. is really nice. He's just in rhythm. Like, he gets his feet set. I mean, I, I love him. He was one of my favorite to watch. I remember watching him in Indy. In the EYBO, how he can push the pace, and he—I yeah. mean—he's not afraid. Like he'll go up and try to dunk on everybody. You know, in his first couple of years, he's probably gonna get shit swatted and get mm-hmm. thrown on his ass. But like, he's aggressive. Um, he knows who he is. He plays within himself. He doesn't try to like. There's sometimes he gets a little when he's hot. Anybody get the heat check? But I mean, I think he's gonna be really good. He's tough to guard in like in transition. Um, and then you add him with like uh, Levine and Markinen. Like, there's gonna be some Carter, guys that yeah. right because there's guys that can spread the floor, so it's gonna open up a lot of lanes for him. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It's the first time in a long time I'm excited about yeah. the Bulls team. Well, you have a young core. It's not like a young core of like, oh god, we got these guys. Like, yeah, everybody you have is like, all right, Levine's a pretty like he's a good scorer. Like, Markinen's awesome. Carter's yeah. getting better every year. Like, I was gonna tell you this earlier. Uh, we were talking about fantasy sports. Uh, I made this trade in our dynasty basketball league yesterday. I traded Ben Simmons, which was hard. Yeah, but in return, I got Zach Levine and Drew Holiday. Yeah, I'll take this. Yeah, I mean because. Yeah, I mean, Ben's great, but I'll take Drew and... Um, I'll take two like, guys that can shoot threes yeah. over a guy that doesn't. Yeah. No disrespect to Ben Simmons by any means. I love Ben, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons shoots on the wrong hand. He's right-handed. Yeah. I would not be Agreed. Convinced. So, yeah. I know the game plan that we said, because we tried a lot of things this summer between classic games and going back and looking at recruiting classes, and then we were decided we were going to do conference previews, and we've had such a hard time getting everyone together, so... Uh, we're going to knock out a couple conferences on today's episode, one of them being the American. It's just a little bit of a not-as-good conference. It's uh, not. It's top-heavy. There's good teams. Is. Good teams. It's just those good teams. There's four good teams, and everyone yeah. else is... Oof, oof, yeah. like good luck. Like Good luck getting in the tournament. Yeah, and so this... And then we're also going to talk to Big Ten, which has you know a case right now for being the best conference in college basketball. Yeah. Um, so we're going to... Go through them, kind of talk about the, each of them. Uh, we're going to kind of go through some te- the teams, obviously. And, um, yeah, man, we're just going to go from there. So, Taylor, we'll start with the American. We'll start with the obvious, and that's the Memphis Tigers. The team that's guaranteed to win a national championship. Guaranteed. Not by media writers, but by their head coach. Yes. Your uh, boy, Anthony Hardaway. Butch McRae. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, they're... 
I mean, Memphis is back recruiting. Uh, James Wiseman, Lester Quinones, uh, Precious Achua, Boogie Ellis. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. This coaching staff with Mike Miller. Um, they, I mean, they were they were tough last year. Yeah, um, they made the NIT. Yeah, right. They they got going. I forgot the the guard they had. He was just, Jeremiah Martin. He was unreal. Yeah, like, he's I mean, gone. He would, yeah, I, I remember he was there. He was like their. Uh, he they just gave him the ball and like went us these games down the stretch and um. A lot of hype. Uh, James Wiseman's like a freak athletic. He's I mean, unbelievable. Boogie Ellis is a, gr- a good guard that can shoot from deep. Um, he can take people off the dribble. I like. He's a little bit smaller for my liking against some of the bigger guards and the other out of conference. But with the AAC, I think Boogie Ellis will be just fine. Precious Achua was just an athlete. Yeah, and that's not anything like a knock against him. He's just a freak athletic. Like, um, so I'd like to see him. We didn't more. talk about DJ, DJ Jeffries. Right, I mean, that's, a, that team, that's like. a former UK commit that committed to Memphis after the whole... Um, yeah. UK is just fine, by the way. They're, yeah, they're, they're okay. They're rolling. I watched the Blue White game the other day and Jesus went, okay, Christ, they're cool. Dude, they're, Tyrese Maxey. Nate Sestina, like, Satina, like, that's a great pickup. Like, yeah. That's nobody's talking about. I like that team. But, I do like... Um, I don't like Kentucky, but I like their team. Uh, Lester Quinellas, that was kind of a weird commit because he was yeah. down to, like, LSU... He played so that IMG team that won the national championship with like mm-hmm. Jaden Springer, who committed to Tennessee today. Armando he did, ba- Armando Baycott, who's at Carolina, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl of Villanova, and Josh Green, who's at Arizona. Um, that team that won the national championship, Lester Quinones played on like the JV version, which isn't a knock. Like it's yeah, IMG JV team would run any team in Kentucky, Ohio, out of the gym. But yeah, he played on like their JV version, so he committed to Memphis, kind of a. You know, a wing hybrid, whatever you want to call him. He shoots okay from deep. He's just going to be one of those guys, two, three year player that kind of uh, he he'll have good games. He'll have games where he disappears. But the main focal point is going to be Precious and James Wiseman. They're going to be, I mean, unreal. So yeah. So I want to talk about Wiseman, obviously, because he was the you know, depending on what site you looked at, he was the number one kid in high school yeah, last year. And he should have been. He's yeah, been, he was. He's been that way since he's like in eighth grade. So yeah, and like a lot of people like compare him, which is ridiculous but like they kind of like he's got the body frame of kevin durant he shoot and he scores really well and i'm never going to compare a player to kevin durant because why i mean here's exactly what you're saying why is every six seven six eight big man that can dribble and shoot kevin durant? yeah brandon like, ingram it's why, like well, he's kevin durant I'm like no he's not yeah but why can't he just be a, a big guy that has ball like has ball skill like he can just yeah. do whatever he'd like it's just i get like we're in that age where everybody has a comp and everybody has this and right that, and it's like all right that's fine but it, it's yeah right but i go on with wiseman he's i mean he's definitely been him, Cole Anthony, and Anthony Edwards have been these kids that you look at and you're like, damn, these kids are top three yeah. no matter what. So. Yeah, so like I've been saying on 48 Minutes for a couple weeks now, my goal is that the Memphis Grizzlies have the number one pick. Yep. And they take Wiseman, so that way he can stay his whole life in Memphis. Yeah. And then they can have Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, and James Wiseman. Because that team, oh great, league pass is blacked out here in yeah. our area for some reason for the Grizzlies. Wait, so we can't watch Grizzlies games? We can't watch the Grizzlies, we can't watch the Cavs, and we can't watch the Pacers. Oh, because the Cavs are on FS1 Ohio and the Pacers play on there every now and then? Yeah. But that kind of defeats the point of league pass. Though. Yeah. League points to watch. Like, so if, even if the Pacers, like the Grizzlies play like, at the Clippers, we can't watch their game? Right. Huh. Because it's it recognizes we have Fox Sports Midwest, basically. Oh, that's weird. It's but so how stupid. often are, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Right? I want to watch John Morant, but not that bad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I'm not going to go find some fake channels. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but... The thing that's interesting the most about Memphis is if you look at the past, let's say, how long's Cal? Ten years since Cal with Calipari being at Kentucky. Every year we've seen the number one recruiting class be in the preseason poll in the top five. They're fourteen. Fourteen. It's a little high for me. 
So you're but, high, you're you're lower on them than no 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 that's a little high for like like sorry that's a little low for me how many times I say it They're, them being fourteen is they should be lower they should be close to like, you should be like yeah. nineteen twenty twenty no 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 like like nine ten eleven oh okay I they see should what be you're higher saying. they should be higher higher rank yeah sorry okay that yeah. came out. Like that, the fact that the number one recruiting class in 2019 is ranked 14, that's high. They should be lower in the rankings, like in the eight nine. But Carolina's nine. Yeah, I mean, there's some good teams. A lot of teams there's are a return, lot of good teams. returning talent. So depending where you look at Xavier's, anywhere from like 18 to like 36. But, right, but I, I agree with Memphis though. They're going to be a team that I don't know. They're out of conference schedule. I imagine they play one. Or, they always play Tennessee. That'll be yep. a great game. Penny uh, and Rick Barnes might throw hands. Yeah, um, but other than that, I mean, you know, they're they're going to be one of those teams that kind of. Who was it a couple years ago where they they're gonna be in their conference tournament? They're gonna have less than five losses. If they have less more than five losses, they're not gonna be a one seed, even if they win their conference. Like I really think that they're gonna get kind of trashed for their conference schedule play, where like other teams are playing, like AAC or ACC schools are playing, yeah, Duke, Carolina, Virginia, all these schools. So so they start the season at South Carolina State. They play Illinois, Chicago, a team I'm familiar with. Um, their first big game is they go to Oregon on the 12th. It's a Saturday night game. And Valley Dante is not playing. He's yeah. suspended for until January. Which is bullshit. Yeah, whatever. And then um, their other big, really like the other big non-conference games is Tennessee. And they play Georgia. So we'll get to see Wiseman versus Edwards this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree, man. I thought I had them a little higher. I think they have what it takes to be a Final Four team. Yeah. Um, you got to see I, – I, I say this every year, and this isn't a knock at Duke, Kentucky, Arizona. Like, it's hard to win with freshmen. Like, you got to have – Right. You can win with freshmen. They have to be the alpha, like Anthony Davis or, yeah. like, all these schools. Like, I think of Cole Anthony. I think of James Wiseman. They're good enough where, like, all right, they're wise beyond their years. Like, they're going to play better than what they are. But exactly. relying on a team, all your scoring coming from mostly freshmen. Like, Not to mention they lost seven players yeah. last year. But Penny's getting his guy, like he's getting his guys in there now. So yeah, I'm excited to see like what offense Penny runs because last they're gonna year, run and gun. They're yeah, gonna, I mean they're gonna. I love running gun basketball. Um, yeah. and it's uh, I think this team's gonna be exciting. So if you're looking for a college basketball team to kind of jump on and look at with I a think, horrible court, it's the Memphis Tigers. Yeah, yeah, that is. Horrible. I heard they got rid of the uh, Jesus the the penis the, yes. and the paint like that was <laughs> the penis paints. Yes, <laughs> like if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google. Memphis Tigers new floor and it's very laughable what the what the court looks like. Yes. My only complaint with um not complaint, my concern I guess we'll say is with Precious Achua and James Wiseman, like watching them in the EYBL, watching them in like their high school games and stuff, like when it gets tough and like when they start losing, those players kinda fade back. Rather than being like an alpha where like they're sure. they claw their way back in no matter what. They kind of just like I wouldn't say take their foot off the gas, but they kind of do. They just like okay, like we lost this game, so yeah. you kind of hope that doesn't roll over into um, what it is this year for them. So I agree. Um, so that takes us to I'm gonna I want to talk about UConn. So are you, are they your pick to the favorites to win the conference? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, right. I don't think it's cl- the yeah. only team I think is if they get run. if they get below a three seed, if they get like a four seed or higher in the tournament, something went wrong. Yeah. Not went wrong, but something like. Okay, they got a lot of holes that we haven't discovered yet. So yeah, I think the only team that's gonna really give them a fight, and we'll get to a little later, is Cincinnati, and I'll explain why when yeah, we get there. Right. Um, the first, I want to kind of get UConn out of the way because this is the end of UConn and the American. Dan Hurley. Yeah. Last year, sixteen and seventeen in her first season. They bring back Christian Vital, who was their leading scorer last year. Yep. Um, but really, you know, other than that, I mean, they got R.J. Cole in for a transfer, um, and they bring in you know one of your favorites, Acock Acock. Yeah. And um, they bring in Jalen Gaffney and James Boudinite, but they all play the same position. Yeah, they're all wings. And I mean, it's uh, UConn, it's kind of like 
we all hold UConn to this light that yeah. they, they just haven't been there. Like the after the Shabazz and Kemba run, after the Shabazz run, um, Kevin Ollie, man, I mean those teams were brutal. Mm-hmm. Br- no scoring, no outside threats. You just pack the ball in the middle, and it's like Jesus, what are we watching? Like, um, Dan, I think Damon Early's a good coach. I do too. Plays with a lot of intensity, makes his guys play a lot of defense. James McKnight's really good. Um, I think he's a good pickup for them. Just. I'm not as high as UConn as others are. I just either. like I feel like it's the same old, same old. Now maybe when they yeah. get to the Big East, maybe with the Big East they can get more exposure and more better recruits. <laughs> they but, better, right? I mean, because <laughs> they're, they're going to get run out of the gym. But I, it's Dan Hurley's second year. Um, yeah. I mean, like he'll win games he shouldn't. He'll lose. Ga- he'll lose some games that he definitely. Yeah, they shouldn't. beat Q's last year, and yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, he'll, they'll win games like that, and then they'll lose games against like I mean, whoever name your opponent, and then yeah. they'll you know you'll be like, what the hell is going on up there? So, um. Fire uniforms. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, Those are awesome. The, well, some love. of the best. Yep. I'm trying to pull up their schedule real quick so we can see, like, what we can look forward to for their team. What's their lead guard's name? Um, God, what was his name? They had him last year. Uh, I can't remember. They are in Charleston. so they're. Gonna, I'll see them. Okay, good deal. They're playing Florida, so they probably won't play long. Ooh, not with Trey Mann and Andrew <laughs> Nimhard and Talk about, yeah. And um, so this is what, so it's weird about this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They play Florida the week before Charleston, but they have a, if they win against Buffalo in the first round, they'll play Florida in the second round in Charleston. So they might play them two times in a span of five days. Um, they play at Indiana, which both teams are definitely... I, I'm reading this update. Sorry not to cut you off. No, you're good. October 23rd, which is today... Uh, 6 a.m. Mike Anthony just weeks into his first small semester at UConn. James McKnight has created a nightmare for himself. Oh so boy. let me just read. Um, it says that three weeks earlier, just past 1:30 a.m. on September 27th, Book Knight ran into the darkness of Stores Campus after speeding and crashing a car that he had no license to drive. Oh Book Knight fled on foot from a UConn police officer who had approached asking for identification after asking or sorry asking for ID according to a police report. James allegedly uh, hit it, and basically that was the several bad decisions that laid an arrest Monday night. And turned himself in, and so maybe James McKnight will not have a good year this year. So maybe I won't see him yeah. in Charleston? Wow. Chances I mean, are? Okay, Dan Hurley. That's a, that's a whole <laughs> culture shock there. Like, one of your yeah. highest touted recruits in your... I was just about to say, I think UConn will finish above 500 this year, but now I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he that, he very easily could play. I mean, yeah. I mean just because you hit, you know, crash your car and run. I'm curious to see uh, a cock and see how he plays. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name, so I'm going to say it wrong. A million yeah, times. wait till somebody says it on ESPN, then we'll get yeah. it, figure it out. Which so. still might not be right. Right. All those guys that couldn't say Anadokounmpo for years. Yeah. yeah, they're still stumbling over it. <laughs> yeah. um, them and Charleston will be good, just because you'll get to see them matched up against a, a Power 5 school. So, like, Florida, who's a contender. Actually, they play Florida the week before. Okay. But if they they play Buffalo in Charleston. I just looked this up yeah. in the first round. Okay. If they beat Buffalo. Tournament team last year. They'll play... Florida again, so they might play Florida two times in a span of. Oof. Yeah, no, it's so weird. Yeah, it's like why are you schedule like why are you scheduling them then? I don't. I don't yeah, think, agreed. I, I think Louisville had that one year when they played Maui, where they played like the team like the week before, and then uh, yeah, yeah. They, then played a home and home with them. So yeah, but I'm not very high on Connecticut. Um, I think that they're going to be in the bottom of this conference. Right. Um, but, Especially with like they're not worried about this year. Like, yeah, they they care about next year. Yep. They're recruiting for next year. Yep. This is a throwaway year. Dan Hurley's still gonna have his job as long right. as they're not like nine and twenty four. Right. So I think that they'll be fine there. Uh, which brings me to Cincinnati. Uh, last year's conference championship winner in the tournament. They lost in the regular season to Houston. 
Uh, Houston was pretty damn good last year. Yes. Um, Rob Gray. Yeah. They obviously get a new coach in John Brandon, who we're very familiar with. Shout out North Nation. Um, Jaron Cumberland comes back, who was the conference player of the year last year. He's favorite to win it Shouldn't again this been. year. I know. Corey Davis should have been there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know that hurts, but Corey Davis was a lot, not a lot better, but he was had a better year. Yeah, I'm wondering now because like John and I have like gotten like to talk a little bit more yeah. since he got to UC. Like if he listens to this, he's gonna yeah. hear us say these things. So I'm like, John, go Bearcats. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so coming back with also is Keith Williams. I love Keith Williams. Yeah. Love watching him play. Mm-hmm. Trey Scott's back, who I think is gonna take a huge step again this yep. year. He was really good last year. Um, Trevon Moore. There. I mean, they're yeah, they're good. Yeah. And then they get. Javen Cumberland. Yeah, they get Javen Cumberland to come in, who I saw a lot at Oakland. He played against Xavier and NKU last year, so I saw him a few times. Yep. And then they get Zach Harvey, which just fell in their lap. That's like, a, that's a beautiful like closing to that's a great first step in the right direction. That's for John. Like, like yeah, I don't think Mick Cronin. This isn't a dig on Mick because no. I do that a lot. Yeah, um, I don't think Mick ever got a recruit as good as Harvey. He's like, talented. Like he just athletic effort, as hell. effortless. Like he can score at will. It's like all right, they, they have a guy for the first time in forever. Like Cumberland's been that guy recently but even cumberland has flaws yeah um they have a guy they can throw the ball to and be like dude like do your thing yeah like bring us back in the game and not because cumberland has done that but harvey can score at will like over defenders jump shot, like he's uh, he's nasty yeah so for people who don't know about zach harvey he was a top 50 recruit in next year's class yep reclassified so he can play this year was wanted by a ton of big teams, uh, Connecticut, Xavier, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. Um, I was there when he visited Xavier, and Xavier fans were all over him yeah. trying to get him to commit. It seemed like there was a lot of interest. There was some stuff that's been reported that no one's really confirmed that he got in some trouble, um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I just want, I'm just i glad because that he's at Cincinnati. I'm yeah. glad he's going to get a chance to play because this is something like – this is no disrespect to anyone John's had yeah. at Northern. Oh, no. But like it's a different ball game. Man. Yeah, it's like, a totally it's, different ball game. Yeah, and Zach can jump out of the gym. He can shoot like all the things we just said. This is going to be UC's. I think not this year necessarily. I think this would be UC's best player since Sean Kilpatrick. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, that Troy Copain was really good, but he's not. Yeah, he's a different type of good. He's a college guard that's really good. Uh, yeah, Cumberland's been really good. Um, mm-hmm. he I and mean, if he has a really good this year, then he might make that jump to be. Sean was unconscious. I mean, yeah, he was, like, and he, they were in the Big East then. He was putting up numbers against UConn, Syracuse. I mean, Louisville, yeah, right. I yeah, mean, Nova kept them in games like by himself. So that's why it's not a dig at Cumberland, but like level the level of competition is not nearly as high. Yeah, so. like Jaron has one of the cleanest shots I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. Like Jaron Cumberland shoots like line drive threes. And he and they go takes, in. I mean, he takes people to the hole and they're yeah, he they're falling over. Like he's running them over. Like he's not super athletic, but no. he's like, it's can he play at the next level? You think? I think he could be – I don't know if he could necessarily be – he could be a guy that can come in and spread the floor off yeah. the bench. I, just I don't see, think It's hard for him to take NBA guards off the dribble. Yeah. Like they're they're going to move right with him and be like, where are you going? Yeah, like, but coming off ball screens, I'd fear sure, him. Like, right. Because he would, can curl and go into the yeah, paint exactly. real quick. Like on pin downs, he's so good coming off those. Yep. Um, this UC team's going to be able to score. They're going to be able to shoot. Yep. John wants to run a gun, too. Yeah. Wanna, I mean, you've, he plays you've a full there, 94 right? feet. Yep. There is no arguing that John will play 94 feet against you. Yep. Like and it's the start of the game. Yeah. First score, they Which run awesome. full court That's what defense. UC's been. Huggins, yeah, it's Huggins awesome. did it. Like even Mick. I mean, Mick's identity was defensive team, and so if John's rolling that over from previous teams into his style of offense too, which I mean, if it works when they're on, it's going to be tough to beat. So yeah, a lot of people seem to think Wichita is going to be the second best team in this conference. I actually go Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I think everything we mentioned, all the kids coming, all the guys coming back. 
obviously it sucks to lose a Nasir Brooks. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to struggle a little bit in the center position. No disrespect to... Where did he end up going? Uh, Miami. Okay. He's a gay. He went to the U. Yeah. So no disrespect to, like, Mamadou Diara. When I've been around him, he's shown that he can shoot threes. Yeah. Uh, Chris Vode, who I saw at NKU a lot, yep. um, has shown abilities to score in, in stretches. But, you know, when they play, you know, I don't know. If, and, like, Jay Sorolo, who they got from Valpo, is a grad transfer. Yep. Um, I just don't know how they're going to go one-on-one with guys like Wiseman. Right. You know, maybe Wiseman's the best center that they'll play of the year. But, like, even when they play, and this isn't just being, me being a homer, when they play Xavier. Yeah. What I've seen Tyreek Jones do this summer to everyone he's met, matched up against, he's so physical. He's, like, yep. even more physical than he was last year. Right. Is going to give them fits. Right. So, it, it's, yeah, it's one of those. And kind of going back to what you said about Memphis, like, whereas Memphis might have the edge in the post with Precious and Wiseman, I think UC will have. Yeah. When you give Cumberland and Harvey and, you know, all these guys compared to Boogie Ellis and all these people, like, I think they'll have the advantage, a bigger guard. Like, I think Boogie Ellis is really going to struggle trying to guard Cumberland or Harvey, so you might see Precious jump on him. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a lot of matchup nightmares, so. It'll be interesting to see. I think UC will be really good. Um, t- I mean, a lot of fans are really excited for it. The football team's buzzing. Basketball team's buzzing. Like yeah, it's a, a good of, time to be a fall into Bearcats. Yeah, right. I mean, you got two really good young coaches that are trying to build themselves here in Cincinnati and establish what used to, what Cincinnati used to be. And it's not a knock at Mick because Mick is no. They've always been. I mean, they've been. In they were competitive. Seed. They were, were a, two seeds the last two or three years. Yeah, they were in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, you know. So, uh, well, yeah, they went to Sweet Sixteen the one year. They lost to. Um, was it Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I think John's going to do great there. I think he's the perfect guy for that job. We all knew. It yeah. was just a matter of time. Right. When, um, when they started eliminating people, it was like, it's obvious. He, lo- he gets the same the same house. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, he did move. He did he just, move? Yeah. Okay. He, he, I was talking about the other day, and I was like, how's uh, everything? And he's like, traffic sucks. And I was like, aren't you still in where you were? He's like, no, I moved a little further down the state. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's like... Traffic sucks, but, you know, I was like, I get it. Yeah, huh. yeah. I can find worse things to complain about, so. Yeah, so, in case you're wondering, like we said, watch Zach Harvey. He's going to be the best non-Memphis freshman in this conference. Yeah, that's yeah. fair to say. I think so. So, Wichita State, 22-15 and 15 last year, made it to the Final Four of the NIT. Um, they lose their two top scorers in Marcus McGuffey and Samaje Haynes-Jones. They have six guys coming in, all three stars, um, including... Tyson Etney, who's from Connecticut, who was the number three player in the state, and Grant Sherfield, who's a three-star combo guard who they got in their backyard from Wichita, Kansas. Oh. So this is one of those, when they were playing in smaller conferences, they were one of those brands, one of those mid-major brands that you didn't want to see in the tournament. I mean, obviously we know about the Final Four, and that's been a long time. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just think about it. Like, it just hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, I was there when they had that. So, um, they like you're saying, they... It's still Wichita State. Like when I think of them, I'm thinking Landry Shamet, Connor. Uh, what was the kid? The white guy, uh, blonde hair. Ronnie Baker. No, no, no. That well, yeah, Ronnie Baker. But the other guy, he was older. He looked. He played at Kansas and then transferred uh, transferred to Wichita. Oh yeah. Uh, God, he could shoot. Um, Marcus McDuffie was a stud. Like they, their their brand of basketball. They play great defense. They they're unselfish with the ball. They're great offensively. Um, they're really like they're well coached. I don't know if um, he regrets not taking the Indiana job, but you know what I mean? But I think Wichita right. is definitely a team that kind of – they're going to be there. I mean, they were there last year, and they weren't supposed to be very good. So it just shows you when they get their talent in there. And they, they do reload, but they get two or three or four-year players that kind of develop into really good. And they're develop, it's a credit to their developmental. Yeah. Like it's when – when, when you can't recruit the five stars and four stars, you get kids that come in and buy into the program. 
and then you, you build them into what you want them to be. So. Yeah, so non-conference, their first time they're going to be able to make some noise. They go to South Carolina on the 26th of November. They go to Oklahoma State December 8th. They're home the 14th of December for Oklahoma. But I'm sure the big game everyone has circled there is December 21st. Number 25, VCU, goes to Wichita State. Wow, that would be a good game. That would be a really good game. Yeah. Um. So And then they start conference play against East Carolina. They play Ole Miss at one Okay. At one point, so the schedule's nice. Yeah. I mean, there's a good schedule. Um, you have to when you play. You gotta win. You gotta win a couple of those out of conference games, and then you gotta beat up on the bad conference teams and yeah. hope you split with the Memphises and the Cincinnatis and enough to get you in the in the tournament. So. Yeah, I completely agree. So, I think you'll see a lot more scoring from Wichita State like you normally right. do. Um, what's what's their coach's name? He's been there forever. Uh, oh my God! Well, I'm drawing a blank. I'm like, damn it! Right now, Tim. We're really good at this podcasting thing, guys. We promise. What the fuck is his name? Uh... Greg. Greg McDermott. No, not Greg McDermott. No, he's uh, at, uh... Greg Marshall. Greg Marshall. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Jeez, Pete. Yeah. It's been a few weeks, guys. Give us me a break. His wife was very famous one tournament. The, against Kentucky, yes. Yeah, she <laughs> was ragging the refs. But... Yeah. Oh, man. Pat Forty wrote an article about that. Yeah. Do you remember that? That's that's a whole mess. That's probably why I didn't get the Indiana job. Dead serious. Like... Yeah, it's possible. God, Indiana. We're going to get to them later this episode, True. too. Yeah. What a mess. All right. So, Houston. Yep. Obviously, they've been, you know, the second, they've been the second class in this, pro- I shouldn't say second class. They've been the second best team in this conference for a few years. They've yep. traded off wins with UC for the tournament, for the regular season. Um, they lose Armani Brooks. They lose Corey Davis, Galen Robinson. Uh, they bring in Juwan Roberts, Caleb Mills, Marcus Salser, who are all highly rated kids in the state of Texas. And unfortunately, their best player is not playing this year because yeah. they got Quentin Grimes to transfer there from Kansas. Yeah. Um, but he's from Texas too. Yeah. Yeah. So Houston is another team that's kind of developed a little bit of a brand. Yep. Um, they're a talented team. You know, obviously they're you're, you can you can basically pencil them into being the tournament. Their style of play is, um, I mean, it's similar to North Carolina. I remember. Like, a lot of people were worried when in the brackets last year that if they were end up meeting, that Houston could outrun Carolina. And I was like, ah, I don't know about all that. But, yeah, Corey Davis, Kobe White would have been, I, have been awesome. Yeah, I'd have paid money for that. Like, yeah. Uh, that's their brand. Like, it kind of meshes with teams in the conference, like Memphis and Cincinnati and Wichita. So, like, you know, when teams play to their strengths, like, it's a toss-up really who wins if both teams are strengths at running and gunning. Um Calvin Sampson, he's kind of a slime ball, but um, I mean to say it nicely, he's just when you have that many instances, like come on, dude. Like, yeah, it's, it's maybe it's you. Problem. And it's not like the Calipari instances where it's like, no, that could have happened anywhere. Yeah. This is like that's some shit that's like, okay, dude, like yeah. let's figure it out. But yeah, they. Um, I think he was at Bruce Pearl's barbecue. Yeah, I heard what they. Um, they'll be fun this year, like you said. They they're another school that early like getting Quentin Grimes is a huge get, you know, a guy that underperformed at Kansas and kind of got the kind of got the boot out. Um, he's going to come in and I think next year he's going to be really good for them. Um, but they get their kind of kids that play the same style of basketball, very good defensively guards that can get like get up and down, get into the lane. Um, I think they'll be really fun to watch this year. And they're probably a team that they're probably the fourth team out of this conference that I can think make the tournament. So, yeah, I'm trying to find, um, they had a, any cast did his predictions for the, for the conference. Yep. And I was trying to find them real quick, but I think they're a team that can make some noise. Right. I mean, they're also the team that, like, okay, so when you look at it, you're like, okay, they haven't been past the second round. But the way that they've lost these games right. these past few years has been, like, heartbreaking. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole yeah. in the Michigan year, the year they went to the title, um, was freaking crazy. So it's things like that that kind of, like, make you 
excited about what this team could be. Um, like you said, the style of offense is fantastic. So I'm pumped. Um, I'm trying to bring up the next team here. SMU. Now, Taylor, SMU had a pretty rough year last year going 15 and 17. Yep. This year they lose Jamal McMurray, who averaged 18 points a game as their leading scorer. And they have no seniors on this year's roster. But we just talked about how Houston recruited so well in Texas. They got Tyson Jolly, who's the number one player in the state of Texas. They got Emmanuel Bondamil, Bondamil, who's the fourth best player in Texas. They got Kendrick Davis to transfer from TCU, who's going to sit out a year. They got Isaiah Jamie, and they are waiting to hear if they're going to have Darius McNeil. So SMU has some talent coming back. Um, I still, I'm not there with them either. I think they're going to win a couple of games where you go, oh, they won that game. Yeah. And then other than that, I think there's going to be SMU. Yeah, they're going to fade away. It's hard. Um, the Emmanuel Moutier days of SMU where you think they're going to run and become this big thing, and then it, SMU SMUs himself basically where Moutier goes to China, and then it just, like you said, last year was a wash. It's just kind of – Yeah. It. Right. You hit it right on the head. They're a team that's going to be competitive, but they're probably not going to make the tournament. So. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Eastern Carolina's next. This is where this conference gets so bad. Yeah. 10 and 21 last year. Uh, they do get Jalen Gardner back, who was really good for them last year. Right. And they have 11 new players on the roster. So yeah. whole new turnover. Yep. This is going to be one of those years you take your lumps, you figure out who you are as a team, you figure out your rotation, and then you start game planning for you know year two, year three. So they beat UC last year. They I mean, did. That was a big big loss for UC. So. Yeah, and then um, I'm trying to bring in the rest one. So. Because uh, we'll just go through this real fast. Temple, okay, year last new year. New coach. New coach. Yep. New beginnings. All right. That's about it. That's I, I mean, really, that's, yeah. It's really, like, yeah. Like, this is This is no disrespect. It's just, no. like, it's hard to talk about teams that are in rebuilding and teams that aren't historically, like, good in the conference. Yeah, so. like we said, like, this is such a top-heavy thing. Like, UCF, UCF showed stretches last year where they could be pretty damn good. I mean, they, beat, they had Duke beat. Yeah. Had Duke beat. And then, but this year's going to be a whole new overhaul, like, do we know why Johnny Dawkins' kid left? Because he wasn't a senior. No. Had a good tournament. Wanted to make that like a G League I don't League think push. he got drafted. I think he's in a G League team. Is he? Yep. Okay. But I guess had a good tournament and was like, well, my stock's never going to be higher than it is right now. Yeah. And they lost a lot. Like, I mean, they lost Taco. They lost another guard. and like So they're going to be a complete overhaul yeah, team Yeah, it's going to be a tough year for them. Yep. I do love Johnny Dawkins. Yep. Um, if he pulls off like a decent game, the season this year, they go like 20 and 15. Yeah. I could see him being someone else's head coach next yeah, year. Yeah, right. I mean, he. Sh- I mean, he was at Stanford. Um, had an okay time there, but right. He's. I think he's trying to get either. He's found something at UCF where he wants to build there, or he wants to have one more shot at a uh, Power Five conference job. So yeah, there's Tulsa. The only reason I'm interested in Tulsa is they got this kid that was supposed to go to Northern. Yeah. Uh, Josh Early, I think his name is. Okay. And so Brandon coaching against the kid, he had to sign an LOI that left Northern after he left Northern. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know a whole lot about their program. Just being honest, I just expect they won't be very competitive. They they win a few games they shouldn't, and yeah. then they lose a lot. So it's hard when we get to the bottom of the conference. So. Yeah, and the last team is Tulane, who everyone expects to be the worst team in this conference. Right, by far. I went and watched them play UC last year. Just like bought a ticket. Yeah. Which if I buy a ticket to a college basketball game, yeah, you know it's something. Yeah. Um, and woof. Yeah. Their unis look cool. Great uniforms. Great think, football school this year. They're actually really good in the AAC. Yeah, is Mike Dunleavy still the coach there? I don't think he's there anymore. I, I think he kinda got there. I think he was like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. But yeah, they opened the season at Carolina last year and we housed them by like fifty. It was awesome. Yeah. So. All right, so top four for me. 
Memphis, Cincinnati, Houston, Wichita. Okay. I'll go Memphis, Houston. No, Memphis, Wichita, Cincinnati, Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go Wichita. So is it the brand you kind of lean more yeah, towards? Yeah, I just feel like, um, I mean, you s- I could see a situation where you see just struggles to, like, get it going in the post. And, yeah, like, you run up and down, you're down. To, like, if you when the shots aren't falling, like, okay. Yeah. First thing, that when, you, when you can't score offensively, the first thing to go is defensively. You're like, okay, like, you know, you start getting t- lazy, you let through passes go through, and you let you know, get your man get beat and all that stuff. So... I'll take Wichita over them. I think Memphis is clear cut number one, um, but I'll go Memphis, Wichita, Cincinnati, Houston. So. Okay, so player oh, of the year, uh, James Wiseman. Agreed. I'm really close to saying Jaron Cumberland, yep. but I think James Wiseman's right. I think he's going to average 18 to 22. Yeah, he's the best player in the conference. Right, hands down. And I think there's not a lot of matchups he's worried about in the AAC. Yeah, so that means freshman of the year. Yeah, Wiseman. James if Wiseman. it's not, then I'll give it to somebody like either Harvey or Precious Achua or yeah. yeah, that's about it. So yeah, I just the only reason I won't like give a, get a Harvey that high is I don't know exactly what Brandon's plan is for him this yeah. year. He wouldn't have gone out of his way to make things happen if he wasn't going to play. Right. But you know what exactly his role will be, I'm not for certain. Yeah, if he's not a starter, it's hard to win a freshman of the year. So. Yeah. Any bold predictions for the American? Um. I mean, Memphis being a one or a two seed or two or three seed isn't really bold. Memphis will be in the Sweet Sixteen. That's my that's my pick. Okay, I was gonna say UC's in the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, wow. I think they're gonna be able to score enough. Yeah, we're in, and they play good enough defense. Yeah. So and maybe because I think John might listen to this, so I want to be like right. Sweet Sixteen. John. We're still cool, buddy. Right. We're good. All right, so now we get to talk about the Big Ten, and man, if we talk about a skilled conference that has a lot of changes, this is it. Yep. I mean, there's so much that's going on. Obviously. You know, the polls came out earlier this week for the preseason top 25. Michigan State was number one. And then we find out Josh Langford's hurt again, which sucks. Out, I mean, he was out at the end of last year. They say he probably won't be back till the tournament. God, that's rough, dude. It's yeah. almost two years basketball. Like, yeah, a year and a half out of basketball. That's a long time to come back in and come back in at a time where everybody else is thriving. So, Yeah, and, you know, obviously, you know, everyone points to this team as the team to, like, look forward to. Look forward to. And I agree with that. So let's kind of go through and talk about some different teams before we talk about Michigan State. Or do you just want to knock Michigan State out? Let's just knock them out. We can knock them out. That's fine. Yeah. So let me get this up real quick because I had my my notes. I always make notes when we do these conference mm-hmm. ones. So um, obviously, Final Four team last year. Right. Didn't lose a ton of players. Have the conference. Have the favorite to win the Nate Smith this year in Cassius Winston. Open the year in the Champions Classic against Kentucky. Number one versus number two, right? Yeah. A lot of people seem to think this is the team to beat, not just in the Big Ten, but in college basketball. What do you think about Michigan State? I mean, guards win you the tournament. Cassius Winston, money. He was absolutely – he was unreal down the stretch against Duke. Um, Josh Langford, that hurts not having him. Um, you have Rocket Watts. You have, like, a nice backup guard. Malik Hall? Yeah, a guard – two guards you can throw in there and be like, go crazy for three or four-minute spurts. And then you yeah. bring Cassius to kind of – Smooth everything back out. Um, yeah, they're big guys. They're they, like you said, they didn't lose a lot, so they're they're extremely skilled. Um, they can shoot. Is uh, did they lose the white kid? Um, what was his name? Matt. Matt McGloin. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's out. Okay. Um, he, he can shoot. He can stretch the floor. Um, I it's typical Izzo team. They're gonna lose. Like they're gonna be highly ranked. They're gonna take their lumps. Yeah, they'll lose to like a Penn State or they'll lose to like Northwestern. You're like, what the hell's going on? But they'll get it right going around in the March. You know. Um, 
I, yeah, I think they're the favorite in the conference. Um, not by a lot. I think there's a lot of good teams in this conference. But they when are. you have the best, play, one of the best players in college basketball, I'll take that team over pretty much anybody. So. Yeah, I think the thing that jumped out to me is Did, have they given a word about the Hauser brother? Does he get? Is he eligible? I haven't heard yet. If he's eligible, like, that makes that helps them significantly. So, so. let's. Let, this is the team right now. We're gonna like this is like the roster you can look forward to. So obviously Winston, like we've been mentioning, um, we know what Langford's out. Xavier Tillman, who I I love. Yeah, he's a uh, beast. Aaron Henry. All right. And then they bring in Kyle Aaron's, Gabe Brown, Foster Lawyer, Thomas Kittner. Rocket Watts, Malik Hall, Julius Marble. That team is deep. Yes. And freshmen who can play immediately. Rocket Watts and Mar- like Hall can play today, like right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think, like, because I was asked about Malik Hall, and like 24-7 had him as the 60th player in the country yep. last year. I think he was the fifth power forward. Uh, they're, they're, that's a team that a lot of people were going to really pay attention to. Um, I think that they're going to make some noise. I'm with you. All right. So, that, you know, another team I really love is uh, Maryland. Oh, man. Mark Turgeon. Yeah. This is like the probably the best roster he's like ever had. Pretty close. Yeah, I mean his year with Melo Trimble, they were really good, but they kind of faded away. Yeah, so they lose Bruno. That's it. Yep. They bring back Jalen Smith, Anthony Cowan Jr., Eric Ayala, Rick Cowan Jr. is tough. Aaron Wiggins. Yep. And they are in the preseason top ten for the first time in God knows how long. Wow. So, this is a pretty deep team. I don't think they have the depth, obviously, of Michigan State. But they have so many good skill players. They're, the talent's certainly there. Uh, when you look at this team, what jumps out to you? What's something you were looking forward to the most? Just the, the wing play. Aaron Wiggins is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cal, uh, Cowan's good as well. They just have a guy that, like, I feel like Maryland always, like, pounds you inside. And they get, like, they get cheap buckets or get to the free throw line. But, like, now they have guys that can stretch the floor, take people off the dribble, like, get back to their kind of, like, dominant guard play, um, which is when they've been really successful. Um, they're, they're, good, they're always good defensively. Um, they just kind of like, I don't know if they need an alpha or they need somebody to like kick them in shape. Like I just, they always get through lulls and those, those yeah. lulls always hurt them. Like they'll be, they'll be rolling and then they'll go on like a three game losing streak. And it's like, well, what are we doing here? Like, you know what I mean? Like you got to bounce back. They've done it for three. years. Right. Or like they'll have this really bad year where they'll be like a 10 or 11. Yeah. And then they'll be in like the elite eight. Yeah. And you're like, what? Explain. Just right. who are you? Just let us know. Big non-conference game for them. December 19th. Listen to this game. Maryland. At Seton Hall. Ooh, yeah. Sign, Sign me up for yeah, that right. game. Aaron Wiggins versus Miles Powell. I mean, there's a bunch of people in that yeah, game. Yeah, that's like, that's an awesome game. The rest of their non-conference, they play Notre Dame, who I think Notre Dame's gonna be a lot better this year. Yep, that's. I mean, yeah. That's good um, but really, other than that, it's like Rhode Island, who you know, it's not the same. Right, Oakland, as in the Oakland Golden Bears. Shout out Greg Campy, uh, George Mason. I don't know if you heard they went to the Final Four one time. Yeah. So watch out Jim for them. Jim baby. Yeah. <laughs> that ultimate like you see them in the in the tournament, it'll be like a thirteen seed. You're like, guys, they made the play, they made the final four. Like it's a whole different team. Twenty years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, okay, well, thanks, guys. Yep. Ohio State. A lot of people right now have them as the third best team in the conference. Um, I love what they're doing. I love all three of their big freshmen. Yep. Carton, Gaffney, Walker. Gaffney's a guard that's going to play like significant minutes. Yeah, they bring back. Um, Luther Muhammad. Mm-hmm. They bring back Kyle Young. Mm-hmm. Chris Holtman is a really good coach. Yep. X knows guy. Like he can just he'll find your team's weakness and he'll attack it all game. So. Yeah, and they have a test the first game of the year against a team we talked about earlier in Cincinnati, but they have that at home. That's been a great night. Wow, I even forgot about that opening opening night. Yeah, so. I know. Like when I talked to a lot of the players from Cincinnati, they they were like, "We want that revenge." Yeah, game. right. I mean, they got embarrassed. At their we home want court. that smoke. Yeah. So that'd be a great. I mean, that'd be a great first game. Um, they're. 
they're they're another team that just like I don't know if it's Big Ten basketball. It's just like with Holtman, it's a different vibe up there. So like Alonzo Gaffney, Carton, Luther Muhammad, like those are guys that are studs. They haven't had those kind of players in a while. Even though D'Angelo Russell went there, um, he was still just carrying that team on his back the entire night. Um, yeah, they have a they have a good out of conference schedule. They play Carolina in the Big, big Ten ACC. I they mean, play they got, Villanova. Right. They got a lot. Of, I mean, that's what Holtman does. They he play wants, Kentucky. He wants to. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, in the Big Ten or the December twenty first. Yeah, the CBS Classic. They play West Virginia. Wow. Yeah, that's in Cleveland, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think we talked about going. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, that's a that test. That shows you where you're at. Like, it shows you yeah. if you're ready to compete or you're a year away. And, I love it. Yeah. You gotta. Play, I mean, you play like you. You have to play good teams. There's nothing fun about being, you know, 30, 30 and two, and you played two good teams. Yeah, just ask Gonzaga. Yeah. Right. I mean, every year they get embarrassed. They play like they play a team like Duke and the Maui, beat them. They're like, okay, they start to get some national recognition. It's hard to give them credit when they're beating San Francisco and St. Mary's and Pepperdine. And, and then they lose to St. Mary's in their conference yeah, championship. Yeah, Jesus, it's like, what are we doing, dude? So, yeah, yeah, I like where Ohio State's at. Good X no coach. Uh, they're going to be really physical. Like I said, they'll attack their weaknesses. They can play inside out, which is really nice because they haven't had that in a while. Yeah. Um, they have guards that can take you off the dribble, and I have to keep re- like, reemphasizing that. But that's so important in college basketball. Like Especially it, in this conference where it's such a defensive-heavy yeah, conference. right, where their games are going to be ugly. You need a guy yeah. that can get you a bucket when things are going bad. When so. they're playing, like, Wisconsin, who basically yeah. has their offensive lineman playing power forward and center. Right. Like, like, all right, we're, gonna, we're cool. We're cool winning this game 46-40, are you? Like, that's what they play, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Purdue, uh, obviously, the big thing is, how the hell do you replace the scoring with Carson Edwards? You yeah. probably don't. No, but you keep keep rolling what you have going up there. Yeah, so. Painter's doing a great job. Painter was in blue chips. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah. So, they bring back Noel Eastern, Matt Harms, Travion Williams. They, were being, they Harms, bring, Harms and Eastern are a good core to have. That's a good team. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, bring back Eric, they bring back Eric Hunter. They have Sasha Stefanovic. I think Jihad Proctor is going to be able to play this year. Okay, that's a big transfer. one. That's, yeah. Purdue is my, like, I know top four is probably not saying dark horse per se, but they're kind of my dark horse. I think could I, like, really jump over Maryland and Ohio State is that second-best right. team in the yeah, conference. Yeah, if they have, if Harms and Eastern control the games like they can, like, I mean, Eastern's like a hybrid that can bring the ball off the court and, and post you up, and he does everything for him. His free throws are atrocious, but Ooh, yes, yeah. uh, he started making them at the end of the year. I mean, they were, they were, they had Virginia beat, beat. They had the national champions beat in the Elite Eight. Yeah, they did. And a freak play. They have a decent non-conference, so they have Texas at home. Okay. Uh, they go to Marquette, so... Okay. It should have been last year. Right. That would have been Edwards, Edwards versus Howard. Edwards versus Howard. Yeah. That would been awesome. They also have VCU, they, and then um, they have Virginia at home. Okay. Oh, a revenge game against Virginia. That would be nice. Yeah, and then every year, the four Indiana schools being Indiana, Notre Dame, Purdue, Butler, they play a doubleheader in Indy at Banker's Life. So this year, they have Butler in that game. Okay, that would be good. Yeah. So I mean, Notre Dame, Indiana? Yeah. Ooh, that would be a good ticket. Yeah, Butler sucks. but. Yeah. I'm kidding, guys. I'm not. So, there's a lot of questions about Illinois this year. Um, it, it seems like it's really... I don't know how you feel. I really like Brad Underwood. Um, I think it's... I'm glad Illinois has been patient with him to yep. kind of get this one because it feels like since Darren Williams and Dee Brown left, they've been really bad. And yeah. that was... And people, people keep blaming that they're not recruiting the Chicago kids. It's not even... Like, that is part of it, but yeah. like... There's a whole lot of mess there. They've had some bad coaches. They've had some. I mean, the guy they hired from Ohio was not very good. Um, I think Underwood's good. I, I I didn't love the move him jumping from Oklahoma State to Illinois because it felt like a lateral move. Like it felt like he's leaving a school that's similar to a school that's similar. Yeah. But there's more like there's more prestige or prestige at Illinois than there is at like 
and Oklahoma State. So um, I think they're going to make the tournament this year. They should. I mean, they got some good guards. I mean, they're competitive. They that's a tough place to play when it's rocking. Like that's a it is. And I think too having a skilled seven footer like Kofi Cockburn to yeah. come in for like the first time in forever. Yeah, is going to be huge for them. He. I worry about him because that's not somebody you can throw the ball to and yeah. be like, hey, man, post him up, make a move, and get the basket. But he's a guy that's going to get every board, and good luck stopping him because he's going to dunk everything. So, Yeah, and then the guy watching this team, obviously, I, I get his name wrong every time, yeah. is uh, Ayu Dunsumu. Yeah, that's right. We'll call it that. Yeah, so, so we'll go with he's it. He's a stud. I mean, he, him announcing he's coming back was great because he had first round, in the first round potential, early second. Um, He's at ball dominant guard. He can take people off the dribble. He's volume scorer. He knew he, he had to do it last year. So he's okay with being like, all right, like if when the team needs a bucket, I'll score for you. So he's gonna win games for Illinois yeah. by himself at right. times. Exactly. He's gonna go off for about 10, 12 points unconscious in a row, and then you know, look up and like, oh, it's a tie game. And they're getting recruiting going. They're about to get four star Adam Miller, nice combo guard that'll be yeah. nice to compare Huge. with him. Um they're I mean, they're getting things going in the right direction. It's really not hard. It's a good school to recruit, um recruit to. But we'll have to see if they make the jump this year. They're a team a lot of people have their eyes on, so I don't know if the pressure is a little too high for them right now. Yeah, I'm in on them. I'll, yep. I'll definitely be paying attention. Michigan. Whew. Juwan Howard gets the job. Next year's looking good. Next year looks awesome. Yep. But this year, the biggest recruit they got was Franz Wagner, brother yep. of Mo Wagner. Probably a better prospect than Mo was. Right. Coming. Yeah. Gets hurt. Out six weeks. Oof. Broke his... Yeah. But he, he broke his wrist. Um, That's fine, though. You can come back from that yeah, stuff. So. Yeah. They lose Brad Zekas. They lose Charles Matthews. They lose Jordan Poole. Like, that's a lot to lose in your first year. It's a lot of scoring. Yeah. yeah. You know, they do have some guys coming back. You know, obviously yeah. Xavier Simpson's coming back. John Teske, Isaiah Livers. Yeah. But behind that, like, I think this year the Big Ten's a five-team tur- five tournament. If, if um, what's his name? Wow. Beeline was there, I wouldn't worry about the team. Because no. I feel like they'd be like, oh, they just they keep things going there. With Howard... It's gonna be rough, not a rough, but it's gonna be a different transition. Like they're gonna have to yeah. work, they're gonna have to figure out who they are, and that's fine. It's just it might take some games to figure that out. It might lose some games you shouldn't. So, yeah, and so I don't know, man. I think um, the Big Ten's deep. I shouldn't say only five teams are gonna make it because I think Illinois could make it. I think Iowa could make it. I think. Yep. I mean, yeah. Iowa made it last year. I mean, yeah, so. and they won. Yeah, they did play. Right. Sorry, John. Yeah, You're, we're cool, right? Right. Next time I see him, he's gonna hate me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wisconsin's the next team to talk about. Um, Ethan Happ is finally out of college after his 27-year role yep. enrollment, so that's interesting. Um, Khalil Iverson is gone. Khalil Iverson's gone? Oh, my yeah. God, this team. Woof. And then, so Greg Gard is going to be looking at guys like Brad Davidson, who's going to draw all the charges. I don't know if charges are necessarily going to win you games. Nope. When you have to draw 74 of them, right. maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Wisconsin has... High upside guys, um, but I don't really know if that's going to coincide this year. Yep. So I'm worried about Wisconsin this year. Yeah, I mean their their style of play keeps them in every game. Because mm-hmm. if you if you let them control the game, they're going to be in the game. Um, Davidson's a good guy to build around. Um, he kind of does everything the right way. He gets his teammates involved. He can shoot. He can take over if he has to. He's great defensively, like you said, draws a lot of charges and whatnot. But um, yeah, if you play, if you let them control the pace, they're going to be in the game. But some of these games, they might get ran out of the gym when things start going south. So, Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. So we have some local ties to the Iowa Hawkeyes. Okay. Covcath, freshman redshirt, C.J. Frederick, we get yeah. to play this year. Wow, yeah, I forgot he did redshirt last year. Yeah, because he had an injury. Yep. Um, everything that Fran McCaffrey said about C.J. Frederick sounds like he's going to be a huge impact player for them. Yeah. 
Uh, Iowa made the tournament last year, like we said. They got to the second round. Almost made the Sweet 16. Took mm-hmm. Tennessee to the wire. Yep. Um, that game was crazy. Yep. So, and they have a lot of, I mean, they have some kids coming back. Um, Luca Garza. Yeah. My guy. He's stud. I love Luca Garza. His dad was going nuts in the stands in this <laughs> yeah. tournament games. They had that camera on him. It was very funny. Yeah, so, I don't really know, like, what all we can expect from this team. Uh, I know Joe Weisskamp comes back, which is huge for them. Mm-hmm. But, I definitely think, like, so I'm looking right now at theticket.com. They have Iowa as the eighth overall team in the conference, and I kind of think that's fitting. Yeah, right. But, like, the more I look at these teams, I could see seven, maybe eight get in, and we still have a couple teams to talk about. Right. I mean, they're they're well – like, they win games at home. You don't, like – every year a big-time uh, Big Ten team plays at Iowa on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, Iowa's going to win this game because I don't know what voodoo magic they have going on there, but they just pull wins out. Their fans are dope. They just got a commit from Aaron Yulis, Tyler Yulis' little brother. What? Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's at Iowa. He's for next year. Um, they're bit, like, they just always have those guards. It's usually a white kid that can spray. Um, mm-hmm. Their big guys are always physical, and they kind of they're Iowa corn fed boys. Like they're huge. They're in the paint. Um, McCaffrey gets a bad rack sometimes because he gets a little wacky out there. But I think he's a good coach. I I enjoy yeah. him. Right. I I think their uniforms are dope. The yellow ones with the Hawkeye logo. Sign me up for those. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nike does Iowa right. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, you have to. And it's like, I've got to throw my bone every now and then, right? So, yeah. But I think they're a good enough team to get in. It's just, uh, like, they gotta. you can't lose. Like, you got to beat up on the lower teams to get in. You got to win some home and homes. You know what I mean? So, we'll see. Yeah. So, Penn State's next. Um, this team last year, obviously, they went to the NIT Championship. Yep. They lost. They lose Tony Carr, who Tough. beat Ohio State three times. By himself. Like, that year, that Mark Titus could not here. get. He hated that guy. <laughs> yeah. Tony Carr. They'll, yeah, the KWSD up here. He, yep. like, beat them by himself. Yep, in the tournament, too. I was like, good yeah. lord. And um, so they're looking at guys like Miles Dredge kind of take this big step for yep. them. I don't really know what to expect from this team. Um, I know Lamar Stevens is a guy a lot of people are really right. high yeah, on. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, Big Ten guard, sophomore year. Averaged about 20 a game last year. It's hard for schools like that. Like it, you know, Especially because, like, they're a football school. Yeah. Like, selling a basketball program at a football school is so hard. Yeah. Notre Dame struggled with it for years till Mike Bray got there. Yep. It's just it, it, all the money, not all the money, but like just it, the buzz. Like it's hard to get kids when they come up for visits. It's it's for the football games and it's great. And then they go to a basketball game and it's, eh, the, the arena is half empty. It's like, okay, well, you got to get a new mentality there. Um, I think the coach they have does a great job there. It's just hard when you got to beat up on Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Like you got to win those games. You yeah. Gotta win, you got to win a good amount of them to get in the tournament because. If you have a losing record in the conference tournament, you're not getting in the tournament. So, no, not at all. That's not to say they're not a good team because they take – they always – they just always let you down. Like when they make a good run, you're like, all right, this might be the year at Penn State, and it's just – you just never have a good feeling about them. You know what I mean? And it's not yeah. a knock on them. It's just it is what it is. So Yeah, you're right. It definitely is what it is. So it's it's hard because for me, like I want to see them do well. I want to see them make a run at some point, but I just don't see how they can. Right. Especially this year because this conference If you can't so... envision them in the tournament, then no. Right. Like, can you imagine them on a Thursday afternoon playing at one o'clock? And then, like, <laughs> no, it's just like okay, well, I don't see it. Playing so. like freaking Vermont. Yeah, right. It's like no, they're not going to be a three fourteen matchup or yeah. eight nine. Like I, mean, I can't even see them as an eight nine matchup. And that's usually teams. I that could are, see them as the eleven playing a yeah. six, and that's if they have a really good year and they yeah. just lose pretty shitty in the conference tournament. So, yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Um, Indiana, I know your favorite program in the country. I just okay, dude. Whatever, right? I mean, <laughs> the school that's always in top fives of people's uh edits and like their you know their decision and they never get them like yeah which honestly i'm so glad you said that because it brings me to the keon book brooks thing where yeah. it was like 
it seemed like until he went to Kentucky and visited, everyone had Indiana's one. Right. It was like I think one point his crystal ball on twenty four. He might end up in Indiana. He might end up in Indiana because of the kids they have coming in. Like I'm, this doesn't get on a UK rant, but if you don't believe in over recruiting, look who UK is bringing in. How are like Deontay Allen from Kentucky? How's he going to see the floor this year? How's Cameron Fletcher? Is he sitting out this year with his injury? Yeah. Okay. So next year, Cameron Fletcher and. Keon Brooks and potentially Kate Cunningham Kate, not potentially it's a done deal Kate Cunningham Brandon Boston Terrence Clark how how like how are those those three guys are going to play 25 to 30 minutes a game and Kate's going to play close to 40 how how's, how's Keon Brooks going to get minutes yeah how I don't know every year I mean this is just because these kids think oh they're not they're not going to out recruit me they're not going to out recruit me it's going to be one of those years where the kids leave for the draft and you're like hmm well apparently some Indiana fans really pissed off Keon Brooks which goes back to my point that you don't tweet at recruits. That's so weird. Yeah, it's creepy. But anyway, Indiana has Trace Jackson Davis. I was going to say, let's yeah. just talk about Trace yeah, Jackson sorry, Davis. Yeah, sorry, not to get that's, that's the one guy worth watching on this yeah, team. Yeah, he's a skilled four man. I feel bad for him because all of his boys left him. Like, yeah. he, he had this dream where he brought Indiana back, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, didn't he re- Didn't he commit at Indiana's, like, Midnight Madness sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. All right, so the big question for this team, obviously, is does Archie Miller have to make the tournament this year? Year yes. three. You know, he's supposed to bring it back. Tom Crean got three years of bad before he got fired. He's only there three years. He was there for a while, oh, but he okay. had three year, bad three, years. Okay, three bad years. I'm like, what? Yeah. Tom Crean had but he was longer. there for a long yeah. time. Uh, Yeah, he has to make the tournament this year. I think so, too, because I think, you know, from everything you hear Titus say, yeah. I'm not, you know, obviously I know this take that for what it is and me being a total, like, Titus homer. Yeah. It seems like Thad Mata still wants to coach. Yeah. And, like, Thad Mata at... There makes a ton of sense. You know, Frank Martin leaving South Carolina to go there makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So it's like people want that. I don't know if people necessarily are dying for that job, but people are going to take that interview. Yeah. yeah. I. It's such a hot spot for basketball because that's all they care about. I mean, the Colts yeah. are good, but whatever. Like, any football is not good. So it's just, um, I mean, they've had Caleb Love, Anthony Harris, all these guys that they were in the last minute for, and then just the bigger schools, like, the higher the higher teams come in and take take the recruits. So say that what you want, but it just sucks that Indiana isn't what it is anymore. Yeah, because like I love you know I love the pinstripe pants. Yeah, I love the, the look, classic man. red jersey, yeah. the crimson red with the, the home Indiana. court advantage is awesome. It's a freaking it's a theater. Like it's it, you sit, it's not levels. You know the way the seating is, you feel like the players are right on top of you or the fans are right on top of the players. Like it's a it's they should be better. I don't like them, but they should be better. I'm going to look at their non-conference real quick. Yeah. I'm curious. I can't imagine it's going to be good. I think they're going to get brutalized. Uh, unless they went easy this year, like it looks like they did. So, Western Illinois, Portland State, North Alabama, Troy, Princeton, Louisiana Tech, San Diego State. Florida State is their toughest non-conference And they'll game. lose that. They got Connecticut on the 10th of December. And then they had that Notre Dame game. Which they'll lose. Then they have so Arkansas. if they if they get if ooh wow if they I mean they they can't go into conference season loss with three or four losses. No, they, they gotta, gotta go. They gotta win, not eight. win out, but they gotta. They win. gotta go at least eight and two. Yeah, right. Because then you're gonna take your lumps in conference. Like oh, everybody dude. does. Their first like so this like so the Big Ten does that weird thing with yeah, this. They start like, in December, right? Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. So like right after the Florida State game, they go to Wisconsin. Okay. They host Nebraska. Yeah. And they're and then they go to Maryland. Is there not? Is there? That's, a, that's tough. Yeah. So, Archie, we wish you the best of luck, man. Yep. That's a tough, tough run. Right. Do we even, like, Rutgers? I mean, I mean, listen, 
if people get mad, I'm sorry, but I have no desire to talk about the bottom barrel of the teams. Yeah, so the we'll, bottom barrels. We'll just run through it. Rutgers yep. not going to be good. Minnesota. It's hard because they made a tournament last year. They did. Yeah. And they lost everyone. Yeah. There's going to be a major drop off. All right. They were but he's getting it, last year. He's getting it going for recruiting. You got Jamal Mashburn Jr. I know. I would say they got another uh, four star power forward to commit. Like a Mashburn playing for a Patino again. Yeah. What? Well, what are the odds, right? Yeah. So. And then it's going to be a rebuilding year, and I think they know that. So yeah, Northwestern, whatever, yeah, whatever. I do kind of want to talk about Nebraska just for a second. Yeah, Hoiberg, Fred Hoiberg. Uh, they bring in Samari Curtis from who was like the weirdest hype video ever. Go Big Red. You know what I'm talking about? The <laughs> Fred Hoiberg. That was so weird and odd that. It was... Yeah, that. Uh, oof. I gosh. think that's where Zaire is going to go. Zaire Wade. Yeah, hundred percent. Gabrielle's went to Gabrielle went to Nebraska. Yeah, because we know Dwayne Wade loved playing for Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, Oops. loved it. Yeah, I think he goes there though. I, I think um, this isn't a knock on Zaire Wade because this is a whole different conversation, but there's a reason he only has a couple offers. Right. I agree. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like when you look at what Sierra Canyon's putting together out there, yeah, it's, it's not fair. Zaire Williams, Brandon Boston, Bronny. They need to put those games Amari on. Burnett, like, yeah. They need to put those games on pay per view, like when we were kids, and that's yeah. how we could watch St. Vincent, St. Mary. Yep. Well, they play Hillcrest in two weeks. I'm going to watch that on ESPNU. Yeah. They play, it's a uh, Puff Johnson and all them against that whole team. But we should, we should just do a pot on that game. Right, that'd be a great game. So I'm in. But I am curious in Nebraska strict for the case of Samari Curtis. So for those who don't know, Samari Curtis <laughs> has had the worst luck possible committing to schools. Yeah, poor guy. He committed to Xavier. Chris Mack leaves for Louisville. He commits to UC. Mick Cronin is literally at his high school game when he becomes a high Mr. Basketball. Gives him the trophy. Yeah. Kind of cool. Kind of yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Cool your, your college coach doing that. And then Mick Cronin obviously goes to UCLA. John Brandon comes in, and he does not. He decides not to stay there. And now he goes to Nebraska for Fred Hoiberg. Samari Curtis is going to lead this team in scoring this year. It's going to be crazy. He's going to, like... He's going to be on Frankie Vision quite a bit yeah. with like some highlight reels. And then you look at the score, and it's yeah. Nebraska, 50, Michigan State, 88. You're like, Jesus Christ. It's yeah, like, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Um, but Curtis, I mean, it's year one for Hoiberg, so. Yeah, Find which out. is so yeah. freaking funny because he was like, I hated recruiting when he was at Iowa State. Yeah, and he did well there, so. Yeah, you got Royce Young. Money talks. So, I don't know. It just Money wanted... talks and no one in the NBA wanted him. All right. Yeah, when you get your when you get blackballed, it's yeah, go back to your roots. So yeah, the oh God, well, yeah, <laughs> that's a whole different can of worms. So all right, so now we've gone through the Big Ten. That's it, really. Fourteen teams. We did all. Wow, we did all this. Huh. Yeah. Top four. Michigan State, Maryland, Ohio State. Michigan State, or Michigan State, Maryland, Ohio State, Purdue. That's what I have, too. Yeah, nice. I think that's kind of the general consensus. Yeah, like, uh, I'll take veteran players. I, mean, I think Michigan State's not far and away, but I just think they're extremely loaded. Like, they're the reason they're number one in the country. If you don't believe so, watch them play Kentucky in a couple weeks. Yeah, so. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Um, Duke, Kansas, oof. Yeah. That could get ugly. Yeah. Um, Player of the year. Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston. Yeah, easy. Agreed. I think DJ. Not National Player of the Year, but Big Ten Player of the Year. Will Ohio State have the Freshman of the Year in the Big Ten this year? Yes. Which of the three? DJ Carton. I agree. Yeah. I love CJ Walker. Yeah. Um, but I think DJ Carton's going to be awesome. Yeah, Alonzo Gaffney's really good too. He is I mean, really good. Just, he's a guy that 
um, he won. He showed a lot of interest in Carolina, and just never really like Roy watched him in the games he watched him. It just never really panned out. So. What's your ceiling for Ohio State? Out of curiosity, because I think like that. I think they're a top fifteen team. Yeah, um, Sweet Sixteen. Okay, I agree. I still think with that young of talent, like none of those guys scream they're leaving for the NBA. So that means in two, three years they're gonna be a problem. Yeah. So, and I like we said earlier, like I love the schedule they're playing. I yep. love that Chris Holman wants that challenge. Yep. It's great. Yep. I think it makes it fun. Um. Can't say Izzo, Big Ten Coach of the Year. You can't say Izzo, Big Ten Coach of the Year. Holtman, Holtman, Turgeon, or uh, Painter. If if Purdue does well, Painter. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say Painter. Yeah. I think Holtman's going to be awesome this year, but yep. I think Ohio State is going to be that team that, like, the way I'll put it is I think they could be that team that loses eight or, like, nine to ten games. Yep. But they're still really good. Yep. They can still get a high seed. Have good wins. Yeah, so. like, you remember that year? I know you do. There was that year. Was it last year? It was like There was a year Carolina lost, like, seven or eight games. Two years ago. They were they were six seed in the ACC tournament, but they were, they were a three-way tie for four, five, and six. And then they were a two seed. Yeah, and people were so mad. I'm like, yeah. did you guys see the schedule they played? Yeah, we played everybody. Yeah, it was awesome. Kentucky, Duke, Louisville, Gonzaga. Like, we played everybody that year, so. Yeah, and Smoke Gonzaga. It was yeah. pretty cool. Amen to that. Yeah. So. All right, last thing I want to touch on, actually, before we get out of here. Um, I'm sure you saw it because you, like me, know. Sunday was Ken Palm Day. It was. Ken Palm Day is, for those who don't know, Ken Pomeroy is like the best. I don't know, maybe you disagree. I love oh, Ken I get, Palm. Yeah, I think it's nice. So Ken Palm breaks down every team's, they do like adjust the statistics to say like who are the best teams in the country. And they're usually pretty spot on. They are. It doesn't mean they're going to win the national championship. It just means they're going to be a really good team that's in a lot of games. Yeah. This was their 10, top 10, 1 through 10. Michigan State, Kentucky, Louisville, Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, Purdue, Villanova, Gonzaga, Kansas. The Virginia love is a little much for me. Agreed. They lost a lot. They but. lost so much. But I know we're still we still have to talk to ACC and the SEC. But yeah, I think. I mean, it, it, but their brand of basketball—they don't turn it over. They play really good defense. That's a recipe that I'm okay with. So yeah, and Tony Bennett is obviously yes. awesome. Didn't take a contract extension. What a weirdo. Yeah. You won a national championship. You just got a pay raise, and you're like, I'm good. I haven't earned it yet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All, right. All right, brother. Fair enough, man. Great. So I think with that, we can go ahead and uh, wrap up this edition of the show. We got some conferences out of the way. We've got two weeks yep. till the season starts. So I know next week, I think we said Big 12. Big 12, SEC, and ACC. We'll try to get them all out there for you. Yeah. Might be a longer pod, but might break them up a little bit. Big 12, SEC might be one, but. Yeah, I was going to say what we can do is probably put the SEC one up. Because yep. I want to do a preview of the Champions Classic, too. Yep. Um, or we can do a recap of the Procamions Classic next night since right. it's Tuesday night. Whatever we want to do, that's fine. We're basically making this plan in our microphones right yeah. now, so you guys are holding right. us accountable. Um, but we're here, man. It's not too far away now. I yep. can unmute John Rothstein from the off season now. Right. Um, so I'm pumped. It's good times. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in to At Large Bid. The season's starting, so we promise we'll be consistent now. Yep. It was just we had a crazy summer. Um, everything was going nuts, but you know, be sure to stay tuned into the 48 Minutes Network. Listen to all our shows. Give us the reviews that we really, really, really need. We'd appreciate it so much. Um, yeah, guys. Every Friday, you'll hear Alex Dick getting ready for the weekend college basketball. So, have a good night. Yeah.